I'm in. Good. I was hoping it wasn't some other John Becker that I was friends with on Skype who used the handle Mango Squash. That was on right now? Yeah. At this well, time of day? So I had you as a friend, but then there's definitely another account that I added for you just now. I'm sure they're all mine. I think I have five or six Skype accounts because I don't understand how Microsoft works. Like, I just logged into this one with my Microsoft account. You know, I kind of forget that I have a Microsoft account, which they actually convinced me to buy Office 365 for a while. And yeah. um, I forget I even have a Microsoft account. So I've got two, I guess, motions for business here to start or formal minutes yeah. as we're starting. Because this is our formal company business meetings. Our first real official meeting, though we've met once to discuss it a little bit, I guess. Yeah, we had a, we had a lunch meeting and then this is our first formal order of business. Um, so I think we should probably find someone to keep minutes. And so I think we'll need a secretary. But a couple things. First, we need to determine how we start the podcasts. Yeah. Uh, I think introductions are always bad, but I think maybe we just play that Skype noise you hear, the boo-doop, boo-doop, boo-doop. so everyone boo-doop. understands how amateur we are. I think we should unabashedly use the, that noise. Okay, use the Skype noise to probably begin and end the podcast. Yeah, I think that way people understand that we are amateurs using Skype, and so that's how we start and end. This is not professional. Maybe we can change it later, but like for now, that's how we roll. Yeah, there's no theme song here, um, because we're at business. This is business first. And so a theme song would be inappropriate. I have another order of business, or at least a housekeeping issue. None of of these are in the show notes. Well, this one I was going to put in the show notes, but I wanted to spring it on you during the middle of the show. That was what I decided. I I came up with this thought, this this order of business last night late. It was like 1230, 1 o'clock, so I wasn't going to text you about it. Right. I was going to show note it, but I said, no, I'm just going to throw it at him. So we haven't really discussed a name for the show. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you did a piece of artwork. Kind of. That was kind of a, that was pretty much if you were going to bet a name, I think you hit the name square on the head. Right. Not creative. Not creative, but it was, you know, it was, you know, a good name, but I I think I have a better name. Okay. I think we should title the show and just go with me on this one. I think Mm -hmm. the show title should be Making the Bands. Oh, that's great. That's a great name for a show. I don't know. We might want to search to see like. Are there lots of podcasts with similar names? I don't know if there's a lot of podcasts with similar names, but there's definitely a television show that's very popular. Right, right. Yeah, that's great. Yes, let's do it. No They're more making the band. Now. We're making the bands because we're making multiple. Right. And I think maybe we put like a colon and, and give a little detail, but I think that I think that that's a good a primer for what we're doing. And I think the best part about that is, is we can call it season one, where maybe we do like the first run, and then we can do season two, three, or four if we continue. Right, and next time... We we could be the next O-Town. Exactly. And we're definitely copyright infringing for the most part. We could be the O-Town of third-party Apple band makers. Making the bands it is. Making the bands episode one, season one. I think we just need to come up with podcast episode names. And um, I don't know if we do that offline or online so we surprise people. There will be a poll for our live listeners in the future. Our live listeners. Okay. Well, so there we go. We're ready to kick off the meeting here. All orders of business have been discussed so um i guess let's start i guess do you do you want to describe who we are and what we're doing or start with yourself or what we're doing i guess sure i will describe i mean i think that you know what we're doing better but it might be funnier if i try to describe what we're doing good because i don't really know what's going on um my name is uh jonathan becker i go by the uh twitter handle mango squash and um i am a guy who 
wears an Apple watch every day. I've had one for about a year. I'm jumping all over the place. But anyway, anyway, I have a black sport Apple watch band now just called a black Apple watch aluminum. I don't know what they're actually called um, anymore, I but it's I have just the, Apple watch all of them. I have an Apple watch series zero, the first one. Um, and I like buying bands for it. Um, it's on the third party market. Bands are like really cheap. You can buy lots of them, but all of them have these silver pins and this didn't bother me that much. Like I was like, man, I wish I could buy one with black pins. But the more I think about it, the more I'm annoyed by it. Because when you buy your watch from Apple, it comes with a black pin. But then even if you were willing to pay $50 for a band after that, they still only have the silver pin option. The silver stainless steel option, though, not the black stainless steel. So that, that is the, your only option for pins going forward. And that seems wrong. That does seem wrong. And so we're on a mission to correct that. Um, exactly. And Cameron has taken the initiative to, I don't know what he did. Yeah, so my name is Cameron Benga. Um, I go by the online handle Cameron Benga. And uh, yeah, so John and I have known each other, I guess. We went to college together. Mm. Um, oddly enough, I think this isn't a secret. We weren't that close in college. I mean, we were no. friends. We were We were associates, but we didn't, I mean, we talked a decent amount. But since college, have probably become um, pretty close friends. A blooming, only, a growing friendship. Yeah, that with our um, common interest of Apple, um, following Apple. Both of us, I think, have had Apple products. Basically, I mean, we both started college. Uh, we went to college together at Valparaiso University, and we started in 2006, shortly before I got my first Macintosh. Uh, I think you got yours probably same around the same time. Same time, first generation of the Intel MacBook Pros. Um, so. Yeah, 15-inch, and it stopped at uh, Snow Leopard was the last Snow update Leopard. that computer took. So we've been friends for, I guess, about 10 years now, and since college have basically discussed hobbies about Apple. We both get iPhones, you know, whenever they come out pretty much. We both follow the news, and um, yeah, we're both Apple Watch owners, um, happily, I think. Yeah, I really like mine. Yeah, I, I, I keep telling people, and I think... I guess probably should be prefaced as a you know a a note for conflicts of interest. I work at a company where we make iPhone and Android applications, so obviously the growth of Apple is a um, very important thing to me. Um, and Jonathan works at his own company doing um, marketing do marketing stuff. So I don't have any direct conflicts of interest other than I'm doing marketing for um, this company. As I hate when podcasts or bloggers do not disclose their conflicts of interest as I do work for a company that makes iPhone and Android apps and therefore have a direct interest in Apple doing well. But um, I don't really, I mean, I say this to people and I think they think I'm joking because people often consider me hyperbolic. But if I had to have my iPhone or my Apple watch taken away from me today, I think I'd rather have my iPhone taken away. Now that being given that my watch would be useless <laughs> without my phone. So it's kind of a silly argument, but um, I'm very bullish on it. I think that there's I like it a lot. Like I think it's definitely improved a lot of the parts of my life. And you now you now have a, a series two. Yes. Apple Watch. So That's... the the whole the whole conundrum here, which is why this podcast, obviously the most important part, the podcast is getting started, is I decided I wanted the series two mostly for the waterproofing and the running GPS. I thought those were great features. And so I decided to get the series two. I pre-ordered. I guess today today is September 29th. I don't. Was it the 16th? 
I think the 16th was the pre-order day. Maybe it was the release day. I don't remember. It's this whole idea is less than like two weeks old. But I decided to. That's go crazy. It. Yeah, it is. That. It seems like it's long, but it has not been a very long time. But my whole thought was for Series Two, I I had the the aluminum silver Series Zero. I want the space gray Series Two, which you've had for just over a year now. Right. I had this space gray that I have, and. Also a note, I have the smaller Apple Watch. I have the 38 millimeter, and you have the uh, 42 Yeah, I do have the 42. Apple Watch. Anyway. After, after I pre-ordered, I think I had this like moment of frustration because like John mentioned earlier, this whole idea started a couple weeks ago after I ordered my, my Series 2 Space Gray watch. And um, like John mentioned um, earlier, the third party or buying watch bands, be it Apple bands or third party bands is fun. They're relatively inexpensive. You and I are not stylish people. I don't think, I mean, I don't, I don't want to put pin that on you and make you feel bad about your personal style, but both of us are relatively, I'd say moderate men when it comes to style. We we don't, Mm -hmm. we don't dress like garbage people, but we're not. I try not to wear like sweatpants to work every day. Yeah. Some days it's okay, but most days no, but, um, it's it's fun. You can change the color of your band. Um, we both have like the Milanese loop style bands, which are really fun. Um, there's a lot of there's a, a plethora of third party bands that can be cool to change it up at a relatively cheap. So we have each of us have about a handful. Right. So after I ordered my Space Gray, the first thing I did before it came was, well, now I've got to change up my bands for the new watch color. Right. I can't have the right. same bands. I'm not a I'm not an idiot. I need to upgrade. And so I went searching from Apple and Amazon, and I guess I'd never looked at bands from a space gray perspective before. So it was a whole new world for me. And like John mentioned, I quickly realized that um, the pins, which I, I'm having a hard time describing this to I, to people who aren't, you know, watch enthusiasts or just people, even who people who do have the watch. The pin on these, we're talking about the sport style watch band. There are two pieces of the band that are not the fluoroelastomer, as Johnny Ive calls it. The Silicone? Lugs, is that what normal people would call it? I think it's technically um, a, a plastic hybrid. I don't okay. think it's technically silicone for the most part, but I'm not I'm not a material scientist, so I probably will be at the end of this whole adventure. The non-rubber, silicone, plastic, whatever you're calling it parts, are the, are the lugs, which are the part that connect the sport band to the watch. That's the part that latches in really fun, and you can easily p- take in or out. And then the pin, which is the part at the top the top of the top half of the band it's a metal i don't know what you call it a nub i don't know what you would say but it is a metal pin that latches the watch the two halves of the watch on your arm under your under your under your arm it's what holds it together if it like you had a belt yes it would be like it's the belt well i don't i don't even know what to call it on a belt a, we belt, are buckle. a buckle a buckle it's like the belt buckle of a watch exactly and so when you buy those from apple if you buy a colored watch, so a space gray, a gold, or a rose gold, the band you buy from Apple will come with the colored metal that matches your watch. But if you buy any of the other bands from Apple, and they sell a dozen or so colors... And also it should be noted that there are only limited color options for the band that comes with your watch. That's true, right? You can't, you can't just no, buy No, that is very true. Point. My coworker Mike just bought one for his wife. His wife really wanted um, a watch, and she wanted rose gold, I think, in the 42. Mm-hmm. And the only option available was this, I think it's dark blue right now, which is, it looks great, but if you don't want the dark blue band, you have no choice other than that. Right. And therefore you can never buy another band that has a rose gold clasp on it, a buckle, a pin. 
Yeah, so if you, and I think this is especially a problem for rose gold or gold, but you and I both have space gray, so we're tackling this problem first. We're selfish. Scratching our own itch first. But I realize there's no way to buy a band with a space gray pin. With Apple, you can buy the black band with a space gray uh, color pin, but no color other than black. And if you're in, have gold or rose gold, you're out of luck. And I just started looking for third-party bands and was like, well, this has to be a solved problem. Um, it's the internet. Everything has been solved. And found no solution. It seemed like there was nobody making these bands that were the Apple Sport-style bands, which are my most common band to wear. Um, I like them for running and exercising and stuff. And there's no way to get these black pins, and that kind of bothered me. And I, I almost got to the point where I'm like, I'm going to return this base gray watch because I'm not going to be able to stand this. Um, this is going to bother me. Most people have laughed at me, but John has thought that, while to him it's not as big of a problem, and, I, and I'm maybe joking when I say it's a huge issue that I would return my watch, but I do think it's kind of like clumsy by Apple mm-hmm. for a company that's usually very thoughtful. And I, I wouldn't even expect them to sell all of the colored pins at the stores because that's a lot of skews. Of, I mean, they sell, they do switch colors per season, but there's still, what, 15 bands that you can buy from Apple for sport? Right, there's a lot of bands there. So when you get to 38s and 42s and then coloring all the pin colors, before you know it, that's like 100 different bands. And obviously, Tim Cook is very specific that they can fit all their product on one table. Right. And although these are just watch bands, you start adding complexity. So I'd even understand if it weren't possible to buy them in store. But you'd think with Apple being the online behemoth they are, that this would be something they would still make. The internet, they have warehouses everywhere. Like They've got basically infinite space to store these products. But they don't make them. So but they don't make them. I came to John, and, and John did say, well, this is that's not a problem I really have. I can get over it, but I see where that's an issue. And so we got to, well, I guess we got to work. And I, I researched a little bit of what it would take to make your own sports-style band. And I guess that's the, that's the origin of this podcast and the origin of what we're doing, which we are right now calling Tone Bands. And they are Apple Watch sports-style, I guess, we're going to call them sport style bands, sport style silicone bands that come with black pins to start. And we're hoping to um, we're hoping to diverge or jump off into gold and rose gold color pins as well. So that's kind of the origin is, is we think that and we've gotten a little bit of feedback that there are a small niche of people who want to do this or who want this. So that's what we're trying to do. So that's kind of the origin of this podcast, the origin of what we're doing um, and why we've decided that it's it's nonsense that we can't get colored pins from Apple. Right. And so this podcast is just to, we've never done anything like this before. Like I'm in a field where I do marketing. Cameron's in a field where he makes apps. None of us make like physical things out in the world. This is a new experience for both of us. And I, so, Yeah, I would venture to say, at least for myself and I bet for you, I don't know when I've made anything besides maybe like pottery in high school art class. Right. And to be clear, further clarify, we are not physically making these at all. We are not buying machines. We are not, at this point at least, not buying machines. We aren't, we've never met, I don't, the people who are making these things. We are um, just figuring out what it takes to source something like this and get it made. And we thought that this might be interesting to other people as well because it's a scary world out there. But right now we're finding like, it's not as scary as you might think. Yeah, that's kind of the fun part, which I think will either lead to a lot of criticism of this podcast. People will criticize us. Um, but I think is relatively interesting is the fact that I guess this podcast is about how does this kind of third-party accessory market work? We don't know. Like John mentioned, neither of us have any experience in it. But we do have experience buying products. You know, 
you go to Best Buy or you go to uh, Walmart or any mainstream store, you will see dozens of third-party Apple accessories and hardware cases, cords, you name it, it's available to buy. Um, if you go to Amazon, Amazon has thousands of third-party accessories for iPhone cases, cables, whatever you'd want. I, we've each bought probably many of these products, correct? I mean, <laughs> right. dozens. I don't know how many you'd count them, but I've never thought about the process. And so um, since we decided we wanted to see what it takes to make our own bands, we thought that this would be an interesting Apple podcast that does not exist or we've never seen one like it about what is the process behind making your own third-party accessory? Um, how do you become a third-party accessory maker? What kind of struggles do you deal with? What kind of problems arise in, in, along the way? And so that's what we're going to document. And so, yeah, to clarify, we're, we're not making these ourselves, which I think will lead to criticism, but I think we should stress is kind of how the, the modern internet economy works. Uh, there, are, there are people who make their own things, and obviously there are websites like Etsy and stuff like that that focus on people who make small batch things, but there are a lot of difficulties here, obviously. If we want to do this, we need to have a expensive metalworking setup so that we can make the pins ourselves, anodize the aluminum to make it, you know, the black, gold, or rose gold colors. And then we need to do an injection mold of the actual band itself. And so the capital to do that would be crazy. And I, Not to mention, like, you know, at least a few years in a trade school and, like, just lots of other things that, like... Storage space for all this equipment. I'd probably have to get a divorce. Yeah, and, and that's a lot of paperwork, which we're trying to avoid. Today's my anniversary, by the way, so... Wow. Probably shouldn't do that, get a divorce today. That'll make it easy to remember the first day of the podcast for you as well. And right. make it easy for me to remember when your year and Lydia's anniversary is. So when you want to do this and you don't want to invest $30,000, probably more, I have no idea what the cost would be in this equipment and a place to store it. And the obviously we would need the educational background or acumen to make it. We look at hardware manufacturers, I guess. Um, right now we're looking at, um, we have used, and this is, Again, probably what people will be critical about, but I don't really care. I think it's more interesting. Um, we are looking at different production teams in China who make specifically accessories or plastic products or metal products for mostly for electronics. And so some of these manufacturers or distributors focus on watch, Apple Watch, Apple iPhone, um, MacBook, any computer, you know, a lot of Fitbit any mainstream electronic accessories. And so we have found a couple who have experience making Apple Watch bands. So we are working in contact with them to, I guess, to source our own bands that have this special metal pin and then come with a silicone rubber band. And that is the process we're at right now. So over the last two or th two weeks or so, two or three weeks, uh, we've been in contact with, I've emailed over to probably about two dozen. And how did you find these people? Like... That's, I mean, you went on to Alibaba, is that correct? So I have a good friend, Harry, who has some experience, and Harry is a mutual friend of ours, um, and I don't want to get into his personal business too much, um, but he has some experience. He he knew the process of going and, outs I guess, outsourcing or getting a distributor to make a product physically, and then turn that into a product that is, you know, you're selling and you're retailing. And so I'd get, gotten some advice from him and kind of done some research, and so one website that's very popular for doing this is Alibaba and it's kind of a um it's kind of a I'm trying to think of, it's like an Amazon for Chinese manufacturers so you can go on there and you see an example so you search what you want to make um or as best you can describe it so mine would be like Apple Watch bands and you would see dozens of distributors who make Apple Watch bands 
they sell their own. A lot of these would be companies like if you see a third-party band on Amazon, like a, if you see an iPhone case on Amazon, it could be that these companies are the ones actually selling on Amazon. They make these cases and they sell them. And so that's like their business. But they're a large factory or distribu- distribution plant. And so if you contact them, they're willing to make you a product and sell you it kind of as a white label. So we want to make bands. So we go to them with our designs and they are willing to give us a price, a quote. Um, and then we say, yeah, we want that or we don't want that. And so they will help us do the packaging and all the other products, parts of the product that are involved to make something that could be sold in stores, for example. So I went to Alibaba. I, I did some research. There's a lot of um, information there on their on their plants capabilities. How many watch bands can they do per month, for example, or how many pieces can they do a month? It's not necessarily watch bands, but maybe they work with silicone or rubber. They can say we can do 50,000 units of any of something of this size a month or 100,000 units. Here are their credentials. Um, here's how they are. I, I guess here are inspections of the factory. Here's a lot of information of their history. How long have they been around? Um, how many units, how much, I guess, gross money do they do in revenue a month? Lots of information. Wow, that is a lot of information. You look through and kind of, I mean, it's much like buying on Amazon or something like that. You say, well, I, I don't think there's we're going to be doing 50,000 units a month. So that, that was pretty much, a, you know, we don't need that many units. Um, so at that point, it becomes a big pricing concern. Uh, how much is it going to cost us to do these? Because we do know that there's already a very competitive third-party watch band market on Amazon where people get tons of these things for 10 bucks, 15 bucks. So we can't be Right. Every day on Groupon, I get another offer for a watch band. Yeah. So we know that it's a competitive market and we obviously are not going to be doing the the volume of a person who's selling a Groupon. Um at least not at first. So our prices are going to be considerably higher. So we're we're looking at how many units is a minimum order quantity? That's kind of the big thing you're looking at. Some will say we'll do, you know, 300, 500 units, um which is still going to be a considerable investment or cost for us, but some of them won't consider what we're doing until we're doing 10,000 units, which would just be not something we're really looking into. So it's finding the right distributor, talking to them, um, figuring out what kind of meets our needs. And so I did that for a couple days. I've We got a handful, I probably got a dozen emails back. And through that, we've ordered samples from two of them right now. And so that's kind of why this podcast is coming. This is an early morning podcast, which we're recording starting at 8 a.m., which is a bit different, but today is the day that the first samples should arrive. To I have so we have two sets of samples. The first ones are coming today to me, and then the second set are coming to you tomorrow. That's correct, John. I guess tomorrow. It's pretty exciting. I'm really excited to see these things. Yeah. So we decided it'd be fun to do the pod, the first podcast before we have these because obviously that'll make it more fun. Um, and then this, you know, we can kind of discuss our fears. But that's the process right now. So right now we're waiting for samples, and then once we get them. Uh, we're going to decide how we do testing of these, how we determine if we like these. We may hate them all, after which we've got maybe one or you know a couple other companies we could get samples from. Uh, we could love them, and we don't really know the steps. I mean, we're learning the steps as we go, but that's the process. So when it comes to samples, I guess, John, do you want to describe what we have coming? Yeah, I can look. Um, we've got a... So you ordered, and these were the first ones that we're getting uh, today, hopefully, a white band with a black pin, which is kind of the one I've been really excited about, um, and also a red band with a black pin. And those are both in the 42 millimeter size, um, and those are coming to you today. Um, and we got a picture of them last week, which you can find on our Instagram at Tone Bands, um, and they look really sharp. Yeah. And then the next one that we're ordering 
these are coming to me and there are some in 38, some in 42. We kind of, after the first one, went a little crazy, I think, but we want to see if these are good. Um, so we've got a white with a black pin. We've got like a cloud blue maybe with a black pin. Is there a gray or like a neutral color? Yeah, I think it's color? called like stone or charcoal. With a black pin and flipping the script a little bit, we have a white band with a gold pin. And man, that one looks good. Though yeah. I think that's actually one that Apple sells directly. Like I think not now, but like with the Series Zero gold, I think, there was I think a it came zero with a white strap yeah, I think um, with a gold pin. Um, so anyways... Those are coming to me. And are there more? Or did you get 42s in this order also? Yeah, that order is... So So I guess the first order I made, this was kind of before we kind of had a whole lot of discussions. I kind of was like sitting online one night. It was like one in the morning and they got back to me. So I kind of like haphazardly ordered two samples one night and then said, hey, John, I ordered some samples. Wait till these come. And um, that was kind of what I think got the discussion of, wow, this is kind of cool. We should look more into this. And so um, I ordered the first two, which again was white and red. And then after that, we decided to do a second run. And that was when we kind of sat and said, you know what? The first one was you at one in the morning. This is Cameron at one in the morning, just deciding to order some things, some silicone bands from China. Um, Maybe we should sit and think about what we're actually sampling. So we kind of made some better decisions and got a more thorough sample set. Um, But yeah, so the the first set are just two bands in 42, which we'll try. The second set is more robust, and that contains, I think, three 38s, three 42s, and then I think the gold and the, the rose gold are maybe both 42s. I can't remember what size those are. Um, those we were doing mostly because at the urging of the, the person at the at the manufacturing plant that we were working with, probably for the best, if we're doing these, you should see the gold and rose gold too, because while we want to focus on black to start, those are two things we think are very desirable. So that's kind of why we decided to get some samples to test the metal, see what the metal looks like, how it wears. So we've got a sample order of eight coming. Um, so that's really exciting. And we are we want to see what these are like. And so once they get here, we want to see, do these things suck? Are they like, okay? Um, we want to know, are they is the manufacturer duping us? Like, are these just silver pins that are painted black and painted gold? Or are they like, actually, is the metal anodized? Is that the correct term? Is the metal anodized to these correct colors? We want to know that. We want to know... Like, how close do they match the actual colors of the bands? Right, and can you can you tell that they're not quite the same color? Are they, like, close enough because they're on different sides of your wrist that you're like, oh, those match? Will they fall apart when we put them on and off a lot of times? So we're going to be doing, like, some stress testing of some variety. Will they hold their color when they get thrown in the dirt or dunked underwater as they need to be able to do or will they get like crusty or like there's a lot of things that could go wrong here apple's bands are really nice um but the third party bands that we've ordered even for like 10 12 dollars that we've ordered before this are also like yeah they're hit or miss but like there's a minimum quality threshold that i think they meet that we also would like to exceed so we want to see what feels good what looks good what stands the test of time all that kind of stuff yeah. before we actually get around to getting these products out into the world. Yeah, I think one of the things that I mentioned to John and we kind of agreed weeks ago was that if we do go ahead and... or I mean, so the reality is is if we do this, if we decide to go forward with this, which is not a foregone conclusion at this point, we might just cancel this, at which point we have a three-episode podcast to our name. If we're going to do this, they have to be of quality that you and I would buy them. We're not right. going to just say these are these are not good, but we're going to sell them to make money. They're basically scratching our own itch of we would we would buy these. 
So they have to be of quality that we would wear ourselves. If they're not, we're just going to stop. Because it is going to be probably a significant, I mean, not life-ending, but a significant investment on our part and a big risk. So we want this to be something that we we would wear, uh, that we like. And if they're not that quality, we're just going to say no. Right. So we want, yeah, that's that's what we're doing once we get these bands. And I think it's going to be, I'm really excited for these things to show up. Yeah. And they got here pretty quick. Like you ordered them the end of last week and they're getting here like this week. They're getting here today and tomorrow. Both the samples ordered last week and they both shipped out early this week. And so, yeah, they'll be here today and tomorrow. John mentioned a lot of really big concerns. Um, We don't have like a formal list, but those are some of the concerns we've had. And again, we don't have a formal testing process. We're going to be trying. I think that's my biggest concern is how do we how do we test these accurately? And I kind of well, my only my biggest um, regret so far in this very short process is that we did not get more samples from the first supplier because mm-hmm. I kind of really and I really want to beat these up. Right. Which the second one, group we have eight, we can do so a bit more. But I, I'm we, we've kind of been discussing, well, how many times is it reasonable for a person to latch and unlatch the, the band from their watch? You know, how many times does this lug have to hold up before that would be a poor lug? I mean, at what point? I mean, inevitably, all of these things will break. Even Apple's bands will break. Uh, Apple's mm-hmm. bands will probably go on for, you know, will obviously have a much higher level of, um, I guess, success when it comes to that. But these have to last being taken off and on watches. Hundred, we, we decided it has to be like 100, 200 times. Yeah, something like that. Like if at most, you're going to change your watch band once a day, probably. Yeah. Like that's, I I will change it. Oh, maybe, tw- I don't know. You're not going to be changing it like five or six times a day. And we want these to last like a couple of years at least. Yeah. Um, so we're going to see, yeah, a couple hundred on and offs, a couple hundred clasps, um, all kinds of different things. Hopefully we'll make a video of the our quality clasps. of the silicone. So we do know, one of the things we do know going into it, and this is something that I think, um, at least in the basic communication we've had so far, we've been um, unabashedly honest about, was that in dealing with silicone, we don't have as high a quality of material as the, quote, fluoroelastomer that Apple sells. So these will be, and we do have, John and I both have third-party bands that are made of a similar silicone. And they're all right. Like, I like, I don't mind when I'm wearing them, I never even notice. It's a different material. It's, it's I guess you would call, what would you call it? Would you describe it as lighter? Yeah, it's a little... Even I don't know if it's actually thinner, but it feels a little bit thinner. Yeah. My hand. And both of us have these, and so we're kind of aware that this is the material we're likely working with, at least to start. And we're both okay with that, I think. Like, neither of us are like, man, these third-party bands are gross. And I've never talked to anyone. Like, I know other people with these third-party watch bands, and all of them are like, yeah, they're, they're, they feel pretty good. They're not like, they don't feel the same as apples. Like, in your hand, you would not mistake them for an apple quality band but they feel when you're wearing them especially pretty much the same i think correct i think that's a good assumption is that they do if you were to do a blind feel of them you would definitely never mistake them for an apple band the qual the material is just different but i've never had anyone notice when i'm wearing one that it wasn't an apple band yeah that's true i've never had anyone say oh that's obviously shoddy and -hmm. when you're wearing it you do not tell a difference even like when I run with a third party band and like sweat in it, like it still feels like no different than an Apple band to me. Yeah. And I've never had any discoloration problems with it or dirt problems. In fact, the biggest watch band color issues I've had now is that with my original band that came with my Apple Watch, which was white, which is now um, color wise um, been stained pretty poorly. 
Um, now I do not ever have, I've never had a white third party band, which I will get here shortly. So I'll find out if that, you know, obviously I'm not blaming Apple for that. White is a color that is going to, you know, take on stains more than, you know, a black or a blue or something like that. But we, we do care about, is this thing going to hold up its color? That's going to be the hardest part. I think the test is we need to come up with some wear and tear tests to kind of get an idea of how, how long is this white band going to hold up? Cause we do think that the white with the black or gold pins will probably be the most popular. I'm calling that the Stormtrooper edition. Yeah, I think that that's, a, that's actually a really good way to put it. If we want to get sued by, like, even more people. Yeah, I think that that's true. Uh, I, yeah, that's actually a really good name for it, if we could call it that. Maybe we can get the Disney license. Yeah, I'm sure it's real cheap. So those are the concerns we have. I think we're both a bit nervous. I mean, I'm really excited to get these today, these first two, and I know you're getting those tomorrow. And Right, I mean, and I, I can't be that nervous, because, like, right now we've invested less than a hundred dollars in this yeah you're right overall. it's not like we're nervous in the sense that oh man this we have a whole lot riding on it because there's not been a big financial investment yet uh, if we go forward obviously there probably will be but at this point we've each basically bought a band from apple mm-hmm. right and if they suck then we're kind of out of band from apple it's like we bought a band from apple and then lost it on the car ride home and we're kind of disappointed but our lives will go on right but excited excited i think is the term because we never yeah. get as John mentioned earlier, which I think is worth reiterating on, which I think will resonate, I think, well with a lot of people who do listen to this. Um, we work in, I mean, I work in software. We, I sit behind a computer and code all day. John works on marketing. You're sitting behind a computer and Facebook working on and websites all, all day. We make digital things. Neither you nor I are, I don't, I don't want to put words into Lydia's mouth, but I think, I, I don't know if she would describe you as handy. I don't think no, either of us come off as the least handy person you've ever met. People who are the guys who are handy, good with tools or machining or whatever, we're not those people. So, um, And obviously, we're never, you know, one of the questions we had when we started was, we, we think we'll be criticized by people who consider themselves, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but makers, people who do 3D printing or home, you know, woodwork or something like that, because we're, we're not putting ourselves in the same category as those people. We definitely understand that there is a crowd of people who make their own leather bands for Apple Watch and make them by hand. And those people are definitely more talented and skilled than we are. Yeah, just better than us, probably, as people. We don't want to try to say we're on the same level, but this is our kind of making something. Physical, we've never sold physical, I've never sold a physical product that I've had any hand in before. Right, I mean, you've made, you've written a book. I guess I, I have, I've ever written books, which um, was, a, I guess that's the closest thing, and that was one of the funnest things I've ever done. It sucked um, from a workload standpoint, but it is kind of fun when you had something in your hand that you knew you had a part in. And so I think this will be, really neat to see something that we've kind of had some input on and um these are physical products that one day hopefully we can send out to our friends or give to family members and say hey guess what we made these like do you like them that's cool give us some money for them right and so yeah that's what we're waiting for so that'll be done here soon and then we'll be able to do a a follow-up podcast probably shortly we'll probably get off um a weird recording schedule where we have to give our immediate first impressions and unboxings and stuff like that but yeah so that's the process we're at right now Right. And I think we would hope to do like a podcast a week until we quit this project or until we're shipping it or maybe even after that, like a weekly podcast until we can't anymore. Yeah, that's kind of our goal for this. We're not sure for closing orders of business or summaries um, for our, our weekly minutes here. Yeah, we don't really have a this might only be a three or four episode series, but we think it will, we think it has value. We would listen because we listen to a lot of podcasts, each of us and neither of us know of any podcast like this that's kind of tackling the hardware side of working you know on iphone or android or anything like that 
And yeah, we'll do, we're going to do probably it'll be irregularly scheduled because obviously I think we'll probably want to do one quicker than next week after we um, mm -hmm. get these bands and we want to talk about them and have some raw impressions of them. Right. Maybe it'll cut. Yeah. Anyway, we'll do, we'll do another one soon. Yeah. Um, and we're excited to get these. I think we've covered everything yeah. for the most part in our, that we had on our potential topics for today. As major events happen in this process, we will podcast. Right. I put some um, ways to get in touch with us. If you're somehow, I don't know how this podcast could be your first interaction with us, but if it is, um, we're on all the social medias as of the recording time, we don't actually have a Twitter account yet, but We'll have one by the time he posts, Cameron posts it. One of the things we're going to put in our show notes as well, and if you do find this, you're going to have it thrown at you as well, is that we are keeping, I think the most, so right now we don't have a real good website, a logo or anything like that. We've decided the product will be called Tone Bands, but we don't have any, we have some basic social media presence and that's something we'll probably discuss in a future episode actually is how do we make a presentable website? How do we tackle our social media? How do we sell these things on the internet? Right now, we're very basic, and so I think both of us would be embarrassed by any of the things that are on here, um, so please don't hold those against us. We know that they're very bad, and we're mostly thrown together by John and I after 10 p.m. after we've been working all day, because this is a side project for both of us. It's not like, I mean, we both have day jobs which are going to be paying the bills, and this is kind of a fun side thing for us, but this is something we're doing here. So we're just throwing a logo up right now that's bad. We did it in five minutes in Photoshop, but we want to be able to point people somewhere as we do this. Right. Um, we don't even have a logo. We don't have, there are lots of things. We don't have we, a logo. We don't have a typeface. We have some, a photo John took of a band that we photoshopped. Uh, we don't have actual product photos because we don't have the product yet. We have blurry Asian supply chain sample photos. Yeah, we don't have much. So we hope you will apologize for our construction and kind of enjoy the ride along the way and see how we grow the whole, how, how do we start this? How do we grow it? How do we do it? Um, we have a MailChimp, uh, I was going to say we have a MailChimp, MailChimp email list, which is kind of how we're going to, we're going to do direct contact, I think, with people. We've had a, I had a topic. This kind of started as a topic on Reddit where I kind of said, hey, on the Apple Watch subreddit, hey, here's what we're doing. Is there any interest? And there was a good response. John did a quick Facebook. I don't know what you call that. It's an ad. I would call it an ad campaign. Like it, people were filled out form, like it encouraged people to fill out a form like, hey, is this something you'd be interested in? And we got like uh, 15 people that way. So, I mean, we're talking small numbers here, but. We have 38 subscribers to our MailChimp Right, email so we're right rolling now. in it. But I'd say only a handful are you, me, or people we are directly related with. So there seems to be some people who are interested in this. And we understand we're small time right now. But we also have a product, I think, in, um, and we, we don't have finalized financials or anything like that. And I don't know how much finance we'll get into in the podcast. But we've kind of gotten to the point now where we think so long as we sell about 150 or 200 of these, we'll at least break even and have bands we really like, if they're good. Right. Which I think is a cool thing. You know, I think that's a neat thing we could do and it seems like the people who want them are really excited about them right there has been a, like on reddit especially like a lot of enthusiasm from a, a admittedly small number of people but and like another thing these. is we don't even know how big our addressable market is like apple doesn't actually say how many people have bought apple watches so we don't even know like how many people we could sell these to like we don't know anything basically right no we don't have a clue i mean <laughs> i think we we have predictions i know there are a lot of analysts who forecast it but we don't know it could be I and mean, we know that's probably in the millions so we like that potential but we don't we don't have a clue what the addressable market is here we see that there are a lot of successful bands on amazon um, but we don't really know how to market these I, again this is why we think i mean this podcast is probably for our first episode going to be sloppy and poorly organized but 
you know, as people who follow Apple a lot um, and listen to a lot of podcasts, I'd be interested in these questions if someone was answering them. Like, you know, what's the supply chain market like? Like, what's it like when you get these products? How do you market these products? How do you put them on Amazon? What happens when they go on Amazon? Like, what happens when you get that sale? Yeah, I mean, we're we're the reason we're doing this podcast is because we're curious to the answers to these questions ourselves. And so um, we want to share that information with people because um, we definitely, I definitely think that's the kind of cool thing about the internet today. We're kind of in this, when you think about it, it's kind of crazy to me that you and I could easily contact somebody in, in China and then have bands made shortly after, you know, that's kind of a right. ridiculous idea that that could actually happen. And so we're kind of excited about that. So yeah, I guess I think we can end it here, come close to completing it. We've hit our, our checklist pretty well. Yeah. Um, to summarize today... Uh, we are two guys who like Apple products and work in software and have never made anything physical. Um, we were pissed off about the availability of bands that we think would be desirable or need to have. In order to fight this problem, we have made contact with multiple distributors in China and have ordered two sets of samples, which will arrive here today and tomorrow. And if they are of good quality or if we like them, we will look about buying a couple hundred, which will be we're forced to. Uh, most of them do a minimum order quantity in the hundreds. And then we'll see what happens from there. Yeah, if that works, we will be selling watch bands. To you, the humble listener of our podcast. I guess we're the humble company. Yeah. You're probably not very humble. We will be selling bands. So that is the that is the purpose of Tone Bands. And this is the end of episode one. So please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, and most importantly, get on that MailChimp mailing list because that'll be our most direct contact with people who are interested in what we're doing. And you can do that at our website, which are, is definitely humble. I misused that word before. Our humble website, though, has the MailChimp sign-up form right our on Our website it. was hand-coded by myself in Vim at 11.30 at night one night. So please, it is very bad. It is a white page with some text and a poor Photoshop. Please forgive it while we work in construction. I'm actually in the process of looking at putting up a physical, actual, like, decent site um, this is just kind of an endpoint to collect email addresses, and I will give a summary of that in a future podcast episode of how I did that and what that involves. All right, excellent. It's been very good, and now we've got to get back to our real jobs. Yep, sounds good. Uh, we will talk soon. All right, bye, Cameron. Bye. Boo-doo.